Welcome to Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a sweet and sexy break in your day where I curate the best romantic TV shows, rom-coms, movies, and sometimes books on a different theme each episode around romance, connection, sex, and love. This is Poppy, and in this episode, we're sitting Shiva with the amazing short dramedy film, Shiva Baby. It's sort of like, it's um, like media, you know? No. Oh, you look wonderful. Thank you, so do you. Abby would beautiful. be so Does cute. Danielle want to go to law school or grad school? Neither right now. She just um, she's got a few job interviews lined up. and That's great. She lost so much weight. Yeah, quite a lot. Is she okay? Um, I think she just, you know, final stress and whatever. Is she seeing anyone? Do you remember how awkward and painful your early to mid-20s were? Passionate romances, devastating breakups, friendship dramas, family dramas. The short movie Shiva Baby, directed by Emma Seligman, captures the intense drama and insecurity of that age perfectly. The social anxiety, pressure from parents and relatives, awkward attempts at work and romance and sex, all in one compact, deliciously dark film that unfolds in real time. The story is ultimately a romantic slow burn, but it takes quite a while to get there. This episode, by the way, is full of spoilers because it's nearly impossible to avoid when talking about a 78-minute film. So if you don't enjoy those, just check the movie out before you listen. Okay, here's the logline for the film. A college student has an awkward encounter with her sugar daddy and her ex-girlfriend, while attending a Jewish funeral service. <laughs> oh, and this is how the film starts, in a series of choppy, quick, tense scenes that lay out each of the major sources of emotional distress for the main character, Danielle, played by the amazing comedian and actress, Rachel Sennett. Uh, yeah, Daddy. Oh, 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 oh. Keep going. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh. Oh. Hi, it's me. It's Mummy. Listen. Are you coming to the funeral today or what? Because we gotta leave soon. You told me you were, but your dad just said you're not. He's always 10 notes behind though, so he's still at the gym. <sighs> so who knows if we even get there. Danielle, your father, useless. I asked him to do one thing today, one thing. You know what? Just call me back, okay? Call, do not text me. Busy day? Yeah. 
I have this brunch thing that I have to get ready for. Oh, with another client? Yes. Does he have hair? Yes. Does um, he have teeth? Yes. Well, how are you going to get through law school when you're busy screwing around with these guys? How are you going to get through law school when you're busy screwing around with these guys? It's <laughs> funny. Don't forget. Okay. Thank you. Um, did you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I really want to help you with your degree in, in law school and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really great to, like, um, support females, particularly, um, female entrepreneurs who will be doing nothing with their business majors in sociology. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> In the future. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Make sure that she sees us. You're embarrassing yourself. Leave me alone. Hi, Daddy. Hi, sweetie. Listen, we could have given you a ride. It's fine. Um, why did you bring the van? Your mother neglected to tell me that she was having her own car fixed. I did tell her. To move all my products here to the back. As a matter of fact, there was no room for me to drive up front. Your mother had to drive. I did tell you. He doesn't listen or he's got Alzheimer's. How was the funeral? Ah, eulogies were shit. I like them. You like everything. You're wearing makeup. You, you look nice with makeup. Thanks. How do I look? Um, you look great. Yeah, you do look Do I? Great. Yeah, Mom, you, you look good. You didn't say that in a very self-assured way. No, you look great, Mom. Where'd you get that bracelet? Um, I don't know. Wow, it looks expensive. Yeah, I think you got it for me in, like, high school or something. Really? Yeah. I'm amazing. All right. Shall we go in, everybody? What's my soundbite again? You know, just that you're finishing up finals and uh, you've got a few job interviews lined up. Although Moira's here and her daughter Stephanie. Jessica. Whatever. She's like this, like this uh, marketing executive kind of publicist thing. Assistant. Exactly. You should really talk to her, you know? No, she doesn't want to talk to her. She's not interested in marketing. It's just a job. Why is Maya here? Shit. Oh my God. We'll Dad. be here another hour. Why did you put them like that in the first place? There's too much stuff to get in all at once. But listen to me a second, all right? Why don't you just tell people that, you know, temporarily, you're going to be working with me, with your dad, just until you find something no, better. No, Dad. No, she's not going to say that. Why not? Tell me truthfully how I look. You look good. Is uh, the hair better? Oh, yes, shit. Deb, do you have my phone on you? No. Find it. You have Alzheimer's. Are you OK? Yeah. Really? Can I whisper something to you? Okay. No funny business with Maya. What is that supposed to mean? You know what it means. You're Stop. lucky I'm so open-minded. Okay, yeah, you're right. I should kiss the ground you walk on for not kicking me out of the house. Stop. You're not in our house. You're just on our payroll. Can we go? Yeah, I've been waiting for you. All right. Go. 
Oh, now you don't wait for me. Watch the wait, kids. Mom, who died? I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's so sad. <laughs> she was so, she was so full of life, you know? She was so, yeah. I'm really, oh. um. Danielle becomes a more and more disheveled, jumpy bundle of nerves bouncing from room to room in the crowded house full of mourners, continually trying to answer the question for herself, her parents, and others, what the hell are you doing with your life? And she's trying to survive with her pride and sense of self intact. Hey, when they go low and awkward, you go fake and performative. Polly Draper from the series 30-something plays Danielle's mom, and it is the most exquisite performance. Right as this scene starts, Danielle has just piled a tiny plate full of macaroni salad, looks around, and then scrapes it right back into the bowl. There is a vulnerable deeply touching and darkly funny thread in this movie about Danielle's disordered eating. But for sure, trigger warning, because it's not going to hit everyone the same. Mom, 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 who died? Abby. Uncle Porter's second wife's sister, you remember her? No, I don't think so. Hmm. She used to play bridge with Bubby. Really? Yeah. Oh, Mama I can't eat that. Why not? I'm vegetarian. You're killing me. I've told you it so many times. You have not eaten a single thing all day. That's because we just got here. You look like Gwyneth Paltrow on food stamps. Oh my God. And not in a good way. You know what Anna Oz says? She says she thinks you're anorexic. Danielle, are you listening to me? Hey, hey. Oh my God. That's Paul and Cheryl Shapiro's nephew. He's so cute. You know what? He has a cousin that works in publishing. Maybe he can help you. Mom, oh, no. stop. I, don't, I have to go no, to the bathroom. No, 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 let's go. Mom, we're gonna do this. I don't want to. Come I'll go me. later. Now. I didn't, no, no. I didn't eat yet. Come on, and come on. um, mm -hmm. yeah, we met, uh, a really long time ago. No kidding, how? Uh, at the, uh... Um, the, at the um, Beth... Beth Torah, Israel, Beth Israel, Israel right. yeah. Mm -hmm. it, you, you met at Shul? Yeah, I was volunteering for the children. What children? Really, I can't even get you to go to services it's with the me. the thing, it's, um, you can, you can volunteer for the, the Jewish children. It's, it's like huh. an organization. Aren't you too busy? I mean, like, with school and then doing the babysitting and everything? Oh, wow. You babysit. How often do you do that? Just, you know, whenever they need me. They don't give you a schedule? No. No schedule? No schedule, Mom. Huh. Well, do you enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, depends on the kid, but it's a great way to pay the bills, so. Bills? <laughs> You've never paid a bill in your life. Well, that's, I don't, that's, 
You that know what I mean. She's not responsible. <laughs> I've paid bills before. Listen, sweetheart, as soon as graduation comes, you will learn all about bills. I'll, I'll make sure you'll understand. Right, um, but you're studying business? <laughs> no, not business. No, no. She's studying gender. The business of gender. It's like um, gender business. She does this fantastic program where you kind of design oh, your own major. It's a little complex when it comes to finding employment, but she's doing terrifically. Well, it can get a job for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You are going to make your own job, right? Because you're so talented. Well, now that you're going to be going to law school, you won't have to worry law about school? that. Would, would you get the idea about law no, school? No, no. That's uh, Maya. Maya is going to law school. Oh. Danielle is gender business. Yeah, I still don't exactly know what that means, but she's great. <laughs> What's the post-grad plan then? Well, uh, are they taking care of you, making enough money now from the babysitting? You no, know, Dad, not nearly enough, considering all the hard work that I'm doing. Oh, it's a good thing that you don't need the money. I'm saving up for something. Oh, yeah, well, what are you saving up for? Your own apartment? Yes, she's doing just that. Daddy's not going to be paying for that apartment forever. You but know. she's very hardworking. Listen, maybe you and Max could could discuss this in more detail yes, together. Yes, yes. I mean, maybe he could, he could help you find the, the ideal position. Yeah, I'm sure he can, but I already have a plan and a path, so I don't Look, need that. sweetheart, feminism isn't exactly what I'd call a career. It's not you know? my career, it's a lens. Through which to see my career. Oh, look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I understand. There's, there's acting and there's film, there's comedy, there's activism, there's all mm -hmm. that stuff, but you can't really support yourself as an adult through babysitting, you know? I mean, sooner or later, you're gonna have to narrow it down to one thing. Don't you have a cousin who's in publishing? Sam, sure. Maybe he needs an intern. Sure. Yeah, would it pay? Well, some stipend or something. I mean, you could work out an arrangement, right? Oh, get yeah. the get the family deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That would be great. Yes. This beautiful great thing. <laughs> oh, look, they put the desserts out. Hello. Holy crow. Max spends this entire scene glaring at Danielle. You can tell he really cares about her, but you eventually learn that he's not free to care about her. And meanwhile, Danielle's ex-girlfriend Maya sends squinty eye glances from the buffet table in the next room towards this cozy little group that is getting a bit animated and loud. Hmm, she wonders what's going on and why does she care? There is no house big enough with enough mourners or rooms for the drama coming up. Remember that feeling that you had to manage all of life perfectly according to everyone else's expectations practically overnight with barely any life experience? And that some people on the surface might wish you well, but maybe they were hoping to dine out on some schadenfreude based on your life? This desperately funny, uncomfortable movie lays it all out in real time in one tense, emotionally charged day. You know, it definitely takes a village to make you feel shitty about yourself. Wasn't our first choice. You must be so proud. It's incredible, really, honestly. <laughs> What's your line of that you're interested in here? Yeah. Field? Well, it's sort of like it's um like media, like, you know. No. Oh, you look wonderful. Thank you, so do you. Abby beautiful. would be so Does cute. Danielle want to go to law school or grad school? Neither right now. She just um, she's got a few job interviews lined up. and That's great. She lost so much weight. Yeah, quite a lot. Is she OK? Um, I think she just, you know, finals dressing. 
Whatever. Is she seeing anyone? Not at the moment, no. Is Maya seeing anyone? Not at the moment, no. How come? Excuse me. <clears throat> of course. So bad for Debbie. So good to see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming. There's some bagels on the table. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna go grab one. Yeah. Maya says she's changed her major at least a dozen times. Do you think she has an eating disorder? Who's that? He's cute. Oh, Janice and Maury's son, um, Max, I think. You know, I think this is the perfect point in the proceedings to share a brief but Sadly true anecdote. My mother once invited my aunt over for dinner, and I'm guessing put her up to ambushing me in front of the family so she could ask out loud whether or not I truly loved my fiancé. My aunt asked bluntly, So, do you love him? <laughs> not that it was any of her business but I was young and so shocked that anyone would do this in public. Reader, I did love him, but I would not be gossip fodder that day. The chilling, ominous, plucked strings in this movie score would have been great for that moment, and they're the perfect, tense, melancholic commentary on Danielle's anxiety over her own choices and all of the concern trolling around her. Actually, this music would be more appropriate for a thriller, which is kind of perfect and funny for a darkly hilarious shit show of a day full of performative love and stated and unstated expectations. Oh, how my heart goes out to Danielle. Relatives can be collectively horrible shits, but so can exes, come to think of it. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm really good. Um, yeah, you seem it. I'm good. Congrats on law school. That's really great. Thanks. That only took you like four fucking months. How's um, babysitting? Good. What are you like? Are you here this summer? It's, it's just, I didn't know that I was going to see you today because I thought that you would still be taking finals. I finished them yesterday. And what, you just had to like race home for your best friend, Annie? Abby. That's what I said. Well, I interned for her in high school. Oh, so. yeah. Of course you did. Yeah, so my mom and I thought it'd be like good to be with the family in this time. Show you off, very on brand for Catherine. Were you, um, were you even at the funeral? Yeah. Really? Of course I was. Yeah. Your dad was kind of like frazzled. I don't, um, he said you were running late. Okay, well, if he said that, then why did you ask? You can't just like show up to like the after party for a shiva. I, and like reap the benefits of the buffet. Didn't. That's, I was yeah. there. Were you like looking for me and asking everyone? No, I was not looking for you. Let's live in the Where truth. Where's Danielle? What was the, your favorite part of the service? Uh, the whole thing was beautiful. Interesting. You must just be so sad. You must be really grieving your friend Annie. Well, actually, our families are really close, you know? Um, she actually played bridge with my puppy. Bubby? Yeah. Okay, you've never met your grandma. Well, thank you for reminding me, Maya. All right. 
I'll be right back. It is so good to see you. We need to catch up. Yeah, come find me. Come find me. What? <coughs> Are you like thrilled to be home with your peak audience? I'm not thrilled. I'm grieving. It's a funeral. Maya. I know. I'm sad too. You remember Gloria? Oh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Maya is so smart and confident and beautiful. I can't blame Danielle for feeling a bit threatened, especially because Danielle is actually hiding the reason she has money at all. And it ain't from babysitting, but a special little app on her phone. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that walks the tightrope like this one does. It's anxiety-provoking and distressing, but also so funny and heartwarming. It's unbelievably the first feature film directed by Emma Seligman an adaptation of her prize-winning short film of the same name. She got nominated by the Directors Guild of America for Outstanding Directing in a Debut Feature Film, and it was well-deserved. The story is told so economically and confidently, and every aspect is pitch-perfect. The spare, ominous score, the direction and anxious editing, the emotionally messy script— brought to perfect life by these actors. Every single scene exposes the tension between what people say and what they actually think and do, constructed in mostly medium shots and close-ups, inquiring faces, aggressively inquisitive, judgy, and fake smiling faces. And then there's Danielle, vulnerable, reacting in real time to all of it, caught in claustrophobic rooms stuffed with seemingly endless tables piled high with food and mourners in dark clothing. She's unable to escape, looking more and more disheveled, exhausted from defending herself to herself and others. For this entire movie, Danielle wanders that claustrophobic house, stuffed full of sad, gossiping, posturing, inappropriateness, crescendo after crescendo of emotional tension and then release. And the fact that the story manages to end on such an authentic, sweetly romantic, and hysterically funny note, well, it's just peak, as Danielle might say. If you enjoy this podcast, I would appreciate it if you would share this episode and tell a few friends about it. For more information and show notes, visit confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. To all of my dear listeners who celebrate, happy Hanukkah. May your celebration be filled with warmth and light and a minimum of meddling relatives.